Ozzy the Sports Junkie here from the No Holds Barred with Ozzy and Jake podcast. Let me tell you something. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. First off, it's free. Free is good. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. There's never been a better time to get your voice heard. And there's never been an easier way to do it than Anchor Podcast. They take all the legwork out of it. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you. You can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. So check them out today. Get yourself heard. Download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor FM to get started today. He's sitting on 714. Here's the pitch by Downing. Swinging. There's a drive into left center field. That ball is going to be out of here. It's gone. It's 715. There's a new home run champion of all time. And it's Ozzy the Sports Junkie. His teammates are at home plate. And listen to this crowd. A sellout crowd is cheering. The home run king of all time. 715. There's a uh, old term called Burchette. That means meant to be. Things are something like you and I. I like this podcast. No holds barred. Finally, after a brief intermission, we're back in the fold. Jake Jacobson, Ozzy the Sports Tricky. Jake? Yes, sir. First off, how are you, my friend? How are you dealing with the... It, it, it's going to be fun today. You know why? We can talk sports. Yeah. You're, sports. Right. You're right. This there's hockey starts tomorrow. Oh, I'm pumped up about that. The NBA, I'm not sure exactly what's happening. All I know is that NBA playoffs, or get-in playoffs, I don't know what it's right. actually called, starts in August, middle of August, August 15th. The season won't end until sometime in mid-September at the earliest. And we have baseball already, you know, six, seven games in, and coronavirus is still uh, throwing itself around. I do have to apologize. I jumped the gun, and I I read the headline. You're an idiot. Well, he's a killer. Well, it's hard to argue with that. Um, I jumped the gun because I saw Marlins 15 players positive. League shut down. League has shut down, and uh, the powers that be in MLB should have looked a little farther into it. And... It's it shut down the Marlins. Have they played since? I've not gotten an update. No, no, on no, that. no, no. They're 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 out. Uh, they're actually being bust. Twenty players are being bust. The guys with coronavirus. They got players, busted. Coaches, no, bust. Oh, I got. They're it. in a bus from Philadelphia down to Miami. Uh, St. Louis had a couple of guys uh, come up with coronavirus, so they're canceled as well. Uh, but I get. I'm I'm at Publix working. You know, occasionally I get a little lull, or I go to the bathroom, and I <laughs> I, I get a text, text, and I see your text. Uh, as call playoff uh, MLB is canceling the season, so I go to Google MLB cancel season. You replied with it. If I can interject, no effing way. Yeah, that's what I did. So I, I went to the bathroom to look this thing up. There's nothing on cancellation. I go to ESPN. There's nothing there. And I write back. I go, what are you talking about? Marlins game canceled. Baltimore games canceled. Every other game right now is still on. That's what you got to watch out for Twitter because the Twitter uh, insaniacs. They had that all. They had it already shut down and everything. But what? let me point this at you. What if it happens again? What if two or three teams get it, Jake? And I, I'm so sick of talking about it, but what choice do we have? It it's, it's, uh, surrounds us. It's everything we do. And how, how appropriate, part two of the, it'll just be a comment and a question, then I'll hang up and listen. <laughs> how appropriate 
that Florida, once again, is in the center of the shit show that is life. It is, Oz, when you think about how far ahead New York was with coronavirus virus cases, COVID-19, they were in the 400,000 range, and we were, I don't know, uh, 50,000, 60,000. Now we have surpassed New York as a state for more uh, people coming up with the coronavirus. How did it get to this point? We, it's, Florida is like sixth in the, the state of Florida is sixth behind uh, uh, many, many countries, let alone states. I, I don't know what they're going to do. Um, I was listening earlier. Aaron had the night, uh, the day off, so he was out on the golf course, but I was listening to, uh, to Pat, and uh, I guess it was Steve Carney was filling in for Pat. And they were telling, and they, their thoughts were, and I, I think I agree, look, the Marlins have already, what, they played two games, three games, and that's it. Every other team has played six or seven. They're going to be off until at least, I think, Monday, until they figure this out. Right. Yankees have missed a couple of games. We might have certain teams only playing 45 or 44 or 46 games this year. How are they going to figure out who makes the playoffs? Eight teams, I think, in each league makes the playoffs. I was ready, waiting for either whatever team was in first place at what four and one or four and two, like a Spurrier. Well, I guess we're champions now. We folded it. <laughs> Remember they folded the XFL midseason? Then Spurrier come out of his office. Well, yeah, I heard the news, but uh, guess we're six and two. We'll take the crown. He was trotting around with the uh, <laughs> with the championship. Yeah, he was there. I did the, I, the one the the rot the Rhine. The line that I read that encapsulated is, how can MLB so brat be so brash as to not have a bubble syndrome, a bubble philosophy, and to think they can fly players in and out of cities to different hotels, different restaurants, wherever they're eating and clubhouses? I think the only way it works is the way NHL and NBA are doing it in a bubble. And I got to tell you, 150 players showing up at every NFL camp for the next six to eight weeks. There's no preseason, Jake. So. I mean, the, I watched the. I looked at the Bucks layout of the next month and a half. It's basically this. The first ten days is basically jazzercise. There's no contact. There's no footballs involved. They're basically just stretching. And then what? Then they start throwing the ball. They're, I, I don't know how you can have a season without any preseason. Look, they're going to though. Try to. I, I, of course, anybody who's a sports fan, like us who lives and dies and every day wants a game on that they can watch on TV, wants this to work out. Whether fans are there or not, and I will tell you, baseball, even though we're having all these coronavirus issues and teams aren't playing and they're not sure when they're going to get back out there, I'm actually enjoying watching the games. They've done a good job with a little bit of the cutouts, and Fox has done some things with the superimposing of, of fans and certain aspects of the television coverage. But hearing the background of fans and the announcers done a great job to make you feel like it's a regular game. There's no COVID-19 involved. I, I, you alerted me to the watch, watch Saturday's game. Saturday wasn't was really. Fox game? It was, had, yeah, it wasn't. They didn't do a really good job what I expected. But last night, the Mets were on against the Red Sox. Would they have a packed house? No. It's, again, depending on the angle, if you were behind home plate, if they were right below watching from the catcher's view, it was empty. But when they went above from the top and they showed the outfield seats, they were all filled up. So depending on the angle of the camera was depending on whether or not they superimposed the fans. But whether or not they had fans or not, the announcers have done, whether it's the Rays games, whether it's the Mets games I'm watching, or the nationally televised games, they have done a great job making it feel like it's a normal game. Riddle me this. I've not. This was uh, proposed, but I don't know to be it set in stone because 
Well, to be honest, I cut the cable off when sports ended, and I haven't turned it back on, so I haven't seen a lot of games other than the freebies they throw you on Fox, but that'll be rectified soon. Um, as hockey starts, bet. hockey starts, what, Saturday, tomorrow? Tomorrow start, uh, starts there. Uh, a few teams are basically playing to get into the playoffs. Like I gotcha. the Rangers are playing Carolina. The Islanders are playing uh, the Panthers. And uh, it's a best of, uh, I think, three series. Do you see huge ratings in August for hockey? Uh, look, <laughs> Ranger games. <laughs> I'll be watching. I watched an exhibition game the other night, the one that they had against the Islanders. That was really weird watching it with no, uh, with no fans. And tomorrow, 12 o'clock, Rangers open up there uh, to get into the playoffs, their first game against Carolina. What and channel? I, uh, I think it's NBC Sports Network. I think it's either that or the NHL Network, but I will be watching that. And then I'll lead into watching the Rays game and, of course, the uh, my Met game. Absolutely. So it's a full day of sports for me, but hockey without fans is a lot different. Hockey in August and September? Don't you think they could have just waited another month and would have started at the end of September that's, anyways? That's what, and it's the same thing with basketball. I was just looking at the, uh, the play, and there's eight teams in the Eastern Conference that have made it, uh, or at least playing to get in, and it doesn't start until August 15th. The finals will be starting, I think, September 15th, and the season usually starts the first week of November. So, I, you know, and by that time, COVID-19 could be, you know, exploding again between that and the flu and all that. Everything is screwed up. Everything is. is up in the air. I'm taking every day. You know when they say live every day like it's your last? You I literally to. am doing that every day now. Without question, there's not even a thought in mind. I wake up, I'm happy that I am alive. How about the poor guy over there at Sarasota High School, the coach slash teacher? Yes. Healthy as a horse, yes. gone. That's scares me. It's scary. How old was he? Was he in his 60s or late 50s? Young, I, I, young man. I, I think he was 57. I played the NFL, coached there for uh, my daughter, had a class with him, said he was a great guy. It's a real tragedy. Well, it's horrible. How about our, 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 our proposed, at one point, Surgeon General Herm Kane off the list. 86. Wait, 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 wait. Herm was not the Surgeon General. He was, he was uh, in line he to was, be. He wanted, they, they offered him the job. There was too much feedback against him. He was once, I think, the CEO or founder of Domino's Pizza, something like that. Made a lot of money, and then he went to the Oklahoma rally. Now, they don't know for sure if he caught the, uh, uh, the virus from the rally, but he didn't have a mask on. He was there with a bunch of other people, uh, as well, we know. Let's face it, if he was named... The Surgeon General, Trump would have fired him by now anyways. And I don't know if it was a Surgeon General or whatever his positioning that he was asked to do. The whole, look, everything is really... I thought the guy was very smart, and he he stuck tay-to-tay with Trump during the debates four four years ago. Yeah. Yeah, he was very tough. Everything right now is up in the air, and I don't like the idea, you know, as again, you've got to get the package back on. I got my MLB package, so I'm watching games. If they cancel the season or if they start the NHL, which starts tomorrow, and in two weeks they end it, this is not good. I'm, I, I, I am really enjoying the aspects of well, at least having something to watch every night. It's a little bit of what we like to call normalcy back in our lives. I mean, you and I put in a hard day's work. We want to get home, kick our shoes off, and watch our yeah, team. Yeah. I mean, literally, other than YouTube, concert made, I watch music and stuff, and I gave up the count the, the, when this whole thing started. I can't take any more press conferences and numbers. And I like to see the numbers at the end of the day. I just look at them on my phone. But I can't take the, the stupid minutiae of those press conferences. just Because nothing comes out of it that you can even make heads or tails of or believe. So to get, to get sports back in our lives, and that will lead to this, this little topic I have. My only problem, and I don't have a problem per se, any sports is better than no sports. Correct? We yes. both agree on that. Yes. 
And sure, it's very disheartening to see Wrigley Field with the bleachers all covered in banners, but they got to make some money Don't somehow. Care. I, it, it's better than no They're sports. Golf. Golf has been... Golf's fine I mean, with no it, sports. If you're a NASCAR guy, I know you love it because you don't care. You're watching it on TV. You hear the cars revving up. The announcers are doing their job. That's fine. I'm not a NASCAR guy. But I can appreciate how NASCAR fans would love it. I am loving the golf every weekend. I want to see more of Tiger. But to watch DeChambeau drive balls 390 yards and stuff like that is great. And I'm enjoying it because you re- they're going to slowly put a little bit of Because a lot of these golf courses have homes on them. So you got the people who live in the, on the community. They come out and they stand right. in their backyard and they watch the golfers play. But you really don't, you know, on the, on the final day on that Sunday, sure, you want fans there at the, you know, in the stands and the crowd going nuts. And, you know, you tip the hat and all that. But to me, as a fan watching on TV, I am enjoying every second. I am so happy that I love watching golf. Golf and and golf is a sport that really, of all the majors, you can take the fans away because they're not that like big of a NASCAR. part of it. Like NASCAR. NASCAR. I was watching the video NASCAR for three weeks. I didn't even know it was fake. <laughs> but it was cool though because the real drivers were driving in little fake little you know. If you're a golfer. You, you, like any sports, when you're outside and the fans are around you, you can see them and you can hear them. You get the vibe. Yeah, I mean, uh, you feel it. But if you're a NASCAR driver, you are so focused on the person in front of you, the person on the side, the people yeah. behind you. You don't know if there's a crowd. You're not hearing you it. You can't hear any roar no, in the crowd. It does not. nothing. As opposed to football, all the other major sports, yeah. the roar of the crowd, hence the home field advantage. That boils down to my point on the whole thing. And there's nothing, like I said, sports are better. To have sports on is better than not to have it at all. But it really drives home to me, Jake, that sports, any kind of performance, be it sports, music, anything, is about people for people. If the people aren't there, then there's really, and obviously the people will be back in the stands eventually for sports, but do you think the guys on the Rays are really playing their asses off for just the, their own teammates. They the Games revolve around that energy rush comes from the scream of the crowd. It comes from fans. And when I sit next to you at a ball game, I say, that guy sucks. No, he doesn't. He sucks. Well, let me, the, let, the, the games are for people to be entertained by people, just like a concert. The band feeds off the crowd. If there's no crowd, they don't have the same energy. It's all people-based. Well, let me, let me ask and you they're, this. They're try- right. I feel a little like they're trying to force it, but we have no alternative. I, I get that, but let, let's say for somebody like me, all right, so I played high school baseball, and there were games, big games uh, against rivals that we might be, maybe got two or 300 people, and you sensed it, but there were games where we only had 10 people. Did it affect my playing and my competitive juices? No. When after my baseball career had ended and I started playing competitive softball, were the fans there? Yeah, my wife was there. My kids were young there. They were there. The players on my team might have brought their families. But it didn't matter to me. Right. I was out there to show off my own self to my team. And yourself. And, and against the other team to show what I can do. Exactly. So I think these players still have a competitive juices. But does it make a difference when you used to put, well, for the Rays it might not because you're only getting seven or 8,000 people there. But for uh, the Yankees and the Mets and the Red Sox and the, and the Wrigley Field and the Cubs and all that, Dodgers who get 30,000, 40,000 people, yeah, I think when the eighth inning is uh, coming up and you got the, the bases loaded, nobody out, and you're down by three runs, and you're hearing the crowd going nuts, yeah, I think it makes a difference. It does make a difference. So home field advantage. But I think Major League Baseball and football 
I think they're just flirting with disaster, getting in planes, flying to different cities, staying in hotels, busing to the to the stadiums. And here's what I don't get. I don't know how they could have done a bubble theory. Well, how could they do a bubble like scenario for baseball? You could. There's too many teams. Yeah. Uh, there's not enough time and stadiums. You know, if you had two or three stadiums you're using, how do you put how about all sixteen games in the there? The thought that went into the poor Toronto Blue Jays. Uh, shit, we we don't have anywhere to play. We're not allowed into Canada. Yeah, I mean, they had eight months to think of this. Well, the Blue Jays were allowed in Canada. It was the other Nobody else were was in. allowed in. Um, Did they, they ever find a home? Where they playing? They're playing Buffalo. Buffalo. Oh, they have uh, they have committed to Buffalo, which is great. Because yeah. Buffalo is a great minor league program there. They love their uh, their baseball up there. Their bison, I think it's good. If you will. I and think they're close the enough to Toronto, so I'm sure there are, you know, Buffalo who kids who grew up in Buffalo who are fans of Toronto. They're close enough to that. They can watch it, but they can't come over the river. Correct. Maybe in a barrel. And their concerns were that the locker rooms were not big enough, you know, because we're talking about a minor league park. Uh, like all the stadiums now that are, you know, have been renovated or they're new, right. have this ability to have, you know, social distance. Where in a place like Buffalo, it was a little bit different. But I will tell you what surprised me: Nick Markakis, as we know, before the season started, had opted out after his conversation with uh, with Freddie Freeman. Freeman came back from a um, a couple of days where he was had 104 degrees of COVID-19. Comes back, he's healthy now. Nick Markakis opts out. And then the other day, he decides he's going to come back after 20 Marlin players and coaches go down. A couple people from Baltimore go down. A couple people from the Cardinals go down. And I'm thinking, what are you doing, Nick? You've made a lot of money in your career. Now you're coming back after people, players are coming down with the coronavirus. What are you thinking? That makes no sense at all. It doesn't. If any time, now is the time to opt out. Yes. Let me ask you this. I've not followed this too closely to, to give a positive yay or nay, is it true that an NFL player can opt out and get six fifty or eight fifty? I don't know. I did not hear how it works with the salary. If that's the case, oof, man! I, I saw several pro players in the in the NFL tweet family over money, family over anything. Look, if you so if you can get eight fifty to stay home, watch out, and that leads right to Donovan Smith of the Bucks. He's still not has made his mind up. If they don't have their left tackle starting, that's a huge problem with Tom Brady. They have no oh, it's, it's big, but... I mean, he's the most important guy on the line. I do like, as we, if you're a football fan and have been following the offseason, you know the New York Jets, um, one of the young, upcoming studs, Jamal Adams, strong safety, who really forced the issue with, yeah. again, absurd comments about the coaching staff, wanting his contract negotiated, which, okay, maybe deserves some more money, but he wanted to be a $17 million a year player. When that goes to great running backs, great receivers, great quarterbacks, and great uh, uh, defensive linemen or defensive ends. And he would have put the Jets in a salary cap situation that couldn't. And then when you go after the coaching staff and the general manager, they did what they had to do. And Seattle got them, and that's fine with me. But the Jets now have four first-round picks. And they can play with them, whether they want to trade down, trade out for another player. But over the next two years, they have, and I don't care if it's the 15th, 20th, or 24th pick. The fact is they have four first-round picks to play with in the next two years consecutively. I did not know that. Yeah, Four years each year? Two. Two each year. Four total. Well, it's still big to get two first-round picks. And again, Jamal Adams was his first few years was a All-Pro, and last year he was a Pro Bowler. He is a stud. But again, diarrhea of the mouth on the negative side. He was more like, look, 
Darrell Revis was, in, you know, the best Jet cornerback that I have seen. He'll be a Hall Darryl of Famer. Darrell or Darrell? Darrell. Thought there was and, two of them. But, you know, it took him a couple of years before he started to forcing, more than a couple of years before he started forcing the issue, and the Jets did pay him the money. Sure. But that was under different ownership of the Jets, uh, different general managers. Uh, maybe not different ownership, but different general managers. The Jets were smart. They waited for the big kill, and they got two first-round picks consecutive years, one in this upcoming year, 21, and uh, in 22, plus their own, so that equals four. So I give them a lot of credit. As much as I love Jamal Adams, as much as I respect his playing ability, uh, again, verbal diarrhea, go after the coach, go after everybody, you got to get rid of him. Adams was what, is his second or third year? This would have been his fourth year. A fourth year. Well, I he mean, had one more year before. The cancer, you got to get rid of him. He didn't. Every single day in the New York Post, Daily News, all the papers I read, every single day, it was never ending. And it just got worse because first it was, I want to be a Jet. You know, I want to work this thing out. And then it became, I want money. I want this. Um, I don't like the coach. I don't think he has what it got. The general manager lied to me. So every day was another story. And, Who you know, that? again, Seattle came through, Pete Carroll, and then their, their team offered him, you know, back to back first round picks. So why not? Well, guess who might come calling next year for maybe another first-round pick of the next season, and that would be the New England Patriots. If Cam Newton doesn't pan out, they want that big Adonis from uh, from Clemson. Oh, you want Lawrence. They want Lawrence. Yeah. If And Cam Newton, I got a weird feeling. You know, not everybody goes to New England and and and, and, and uh, blooms. And generally— Well, how do you, re- how do you really Chad say Chad Johnson that? went there. Goodbye. He was a loud oh, well, mouth you're ta- imbecile. You're talking about a receiver. I'm tra- no, I'm talking about uh, uh, just any player. Well, Antonio Brown went there, too, played one game. And got, and got thrown. And he got booted. So, yeah. who knows? Can you see Cam Newton doing that fashion show every week? I don't. I, I think he would be, look, I think he has been matured. I think Belichick will have the reins on him. Right. And he's got so much talent. And I think he's got a chip on his shoulder. I think it was a great move for them. And I think Brilliant. as a Jet fan, I, I hate. The idea of uh, Cam Newton playing there—it's very little risk. They, I think they paid him the minimum. He's got an incentive-laden deal. He's made enough money, and if he has a good year, he'll make a lot, lot more. Huge. What is he, Thirty years old. Thirty-one. And 31. I love how every armchair expert said, "Oh, he's all injured. He's all banged up." Yeah. I think his ego was bruised in Carolina. He didn't get his starting gig back, and he said, Shh, "I'm shutting this down." He twist. He, he tweaked his ankle in preseason. He could have played the right. end of the season, and they, that was a bizarre move, anyways, by Carolina. You fire Ron Rivera, who had you in the. He won the NFC South three out of four years, and that's a bitch of a division. And you show him the door, and then you show your only MVP in history, who took you to a Super Bowl like five years ago. Weird, weird movings and groovings in Carolina. But as a Bucks fan. I like it because it gets them out of the way because I hated seeing that guy twice a yeah, year. Yeah, no, no no, doubt about that. But uh, yesterday, the Buccaneers, I think, made a no-brain move because oh. it's really worth a shot when you pick up a the caliber of a guy like LaShawn McCoy who can not only run the ball, but he can catch the ball out of the backfield. And I think it will help uh, Brady tremendously if he is in good shape and still healthy. I bet he is. I, I, he's a player. Uh, Shady McCoy is a guy on, in the fantasy world. You always kind of think he's done with his career and all he does is put up numbers year after year he reminds me of a modern day Curtis Martin you think he's dead you think his career's over and That's then he it. puts up two, uh, 180 one side the only difference is is that Curtis Martin became a Hall of Famer McCoy right. won't McCoy was not, not a Hall of Fame qu- quality but he's the kind of guy that gets overlooked and then you're wow look at him he went for three touchdowns out and 180 yards last Sunday or something like that so. I will tell you when you look at all the players you can respect whether it's Drew Brees Tom Brady all these guys have been around and have done so many great things over such a long period of time. 
The one guy that to me even stands out more, and a guy, maybe it's because the Jets picked him up, but Frank Gore had a tremendously, uh, really disgusting injury when he played in college college for Miami for the Hurricanes. He went on backwards. And he's a Hall of Famer. He's second, I think, in yards rushing in the careers of running back. He's all-time on the 49ers list. And he's... He's been running, I think, for 16 years. You know the pounding a running back takes? Unbelievable. And that was off a horrific, for the average person, they'd be limping and barely even, they'd be in pain the rest of their life. You know, a quarterback has protection. A quarterback can throw the ball away. A quarterback can do a lot of different things. When you give the running back a ball, there's only one option here. Run and then get hit. Run and get hit and get crushed by linebackers. If you make it through them, then you got a safety coming full speed at you. And what happens if the quarterback is throwing? You're blocking now. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, what he has done, he, nobody should ever, and I don't think anybody, I think of all the players in football, I would say the most respected player is probably Frank Gore. He's, he might not be the best. He's, he's getting up there in age. He's got to be in his high 30s. Yeah, he's, I think, again, I think he's. this will be his 16th year, and he's a great clubhouse guy. So I think the Jets with Levy and Bell, and then now picking up Frank Gore, I think it's a. it was a no-brainer. Just bring him in the clubhouse. If they do play the season, if they get around to it, I think it will be a great addition. Plus, the, the linemen they picked up in the draft. If you're a Jets fan, you got to be thinking that, well, you don't have to think anything. You're on an uptick. That team is a team that can really make some noise if and when there's a season this year because they got the quarterback. Darnold's the guy. I think he can be a superstar, Jake. And I think they can make the Giants' second story in New York starting this year. Well, to me, um, it, it's it's like the Yankees and the Mets. People who are Yankee fans because Yankees have been around for, you know, 100-plus years or whatever it's been. Uh, but as a Mets fan, the first team to ever get uh, 3,000 fans in the seats were the 1980 New York Mets with the Daryl Strawberries and the Dwight Goodens and the Keith Hernandez and Gary Carter, Dykstra, Mookie Wilson, and all that. Yankees had never done that. 3,000 fans? That's not much. Uh, th- uh, 3,000 fans. Three million. A year. Three millions. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Three million. So they were the first to do it. So to me, if the Mets are playing great, they're just as important as the Yankees are to me as a fan. Sure. I think the same thing with the Jets. The Jets might not be as round as long as the Giants, but they have a, an amazing uh, a fan base. How come you think you think that's because they play out there in Shea, there's more Jet fans on Long Island? Well, they don't play at Shea well, they since play the 1980s. When they played in Shea, and, and they, that's where their fan base pretty much grew from. I grew up in Westchester, which is much closer to the Bronx. Okay. Uh, you know, the Yankee Stadium, uh, where the Giants and the Yankees played, and I I can give you a whole story, but well, uh, I'm not going to get into that. I come from a town that had two baseball teams, and usually the Southsiders South love the Sox, and Northsiders love the Cubs. M- most people think if you're a Met fan, you're a Jet fan, and vice versa. If, he, if you're, Look, I'm a Jet fan and a Met fan, but I'm a Ranger and a Nick fan. I'm not a Net fan and an Islander fan. That's generally. Generally, Mets, Jets means Islanders. If you're in Long Island, yes. And right. I have I knew Long Islanders who uh, uh, are my age and are Islander fans. And when I used to fight with them, I go, how the hell are you an Islander fan? You're my age. I didn't like hockey before the Islanders got there. That's the usual excuse. Well, th- and it was brilliant. You know, everywhere hockey's gone, it's succeeded. If you think about it. I'm thinking. Goes to L.A. Well, what? it was in L.A. forever. When Gretzky went to L.A., that was a gigantic move for that sport. Comes to Florida. I, I really questioned it, how it's going to succeed. Well, the Panthers Jeffrey, haven't. Are, yeah, I mean, the Panthers are on a short list of teams. If anybody was going to get clipped, they get terrible ratings. They get horrible attendance. But the Lightning have sold out for how many consecutive years? Because of one guy. Great ownership. The and, owner. Yeah, great I owner. mean, remember looking back, 
after the the uh, it was no, it was pre Stanley Cup. Remember when those bozos, the producers of Two and a Half Men in the Saw film franchise, they hired Barry Melrose. He got fired after two days. Yeah, that, I mean that team was in turmoil, and it was the Bill Davids that came along from Detroit, bought him, won a cup, and then he passed the torch to uh, Vinick and to the best. To, uh, they're voted the best run team in any sport. Yep, any sport in the USA. No, uh, they're great. You know, I, and then to stay on downtown Tampa, I think you think COVID nineteen and the whole, you know, the the downturn in the economy, which hopefully will come right back up once people go back to work. Do you think this makes Sternberg say, "Oh man, I got a real good honey spot right there in, in Ybor City. Maybe I ought to bust off three or four. You just games. have this wishful thinking. I, I got to have that stadium. I'm saying, and now, in, as we look at it now, Jake, there's no money available for a stadium somewhere in Norfolk or or out in Portland. I think his best option, and he's kicked the tires everywhere, just kick Pony up a little bit, Stu, and let's get this done. Here's the weird thing. I don't think there's going to – see, I don't think anything is going to be done until this thing is, you know, where we feel comfortable, where we can go back to the games and get back to some sort of normalcy. Right. However, the NHL has added a franchise in Seattle. Is that crazy? Uh, the Krakens, they call them? The Krakens. What is a Kraken? A Kraken is an undersea creature. Is it? Yes. Why would they call it a Kraken? I don't know. It's 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 an odd time to spring a franchise. Remember the poor uh, Las Vegas Knights? Like the day before their, their their franchise opener was the Mandalay Bay shootings. So a bad timing for them and bad timing for the Seattle Kraken. I'll tell you, though. I, the, I, no, the Kraken won't be playing in, in the shortened season. No, not this year. Yeah, they'll start whenever the regular I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if it's next, meaning this year in... I don't look. To be honest, I don't even know if they're starting. If they get through this, when does a regular season if they're start? start? They usually starts the first week of October for hockey, and NBA is the first week in November. I have no idea what they have decided. I Everything think. to me, and here I am doing a podcast, no holds barred, with Ozzy and Jake. We've been doing this whatever a year and a half, That's two right. years, and I have no freaking idea, and I should know. If I'm well, doing a podcast, I should know this stuff. I have no idea. I'm so discombobulated. I, I don't. I don't know what's next. I keep asking you because I need info. I, know. I mean, I don't know anything, and I hate to say it. I don't think the owners. I think they're going flying by the seat of their collective pants as well. You know what? We need Scotty. We Toronto need- Blue Jays didn't even have a place to play, and nobody thought about it until two weeks ago. Hey, we. Oh shoot, we can't go back to Toronto. How about Baltimore? That was insane. How about maybe Buffalo? How could they wait? Cincinnati. It was insane. I I hear there's a field in uh, uh, Chillicothe, Ohio, that we can get available, and it has. uh, We have to pay the grounds crew to cut the grass. Well, they were talking originally going to uh, Pittsburgh and playing there again because (laughs) there is no home field anymore. You might be comfortable in the in your own ballpark because you play 82 games there, 81 games. Well, Well, wait, could you get the crowd noise turned up for your team if they're playing in Pittsburgh? Well, they wouldn't. Yes. Well, no, there is no. It's just fans. <laughs> yeah, Jesus it's not. Yeah. And they would then they were thinking doing it in Baltimore that they would play there. They would somehow figure it out when Baltimore wasn't in town. That that when Toronto would play. The whole thing is a well, mess again with with the Marlins missing the last week and not playing at least until Monday. And now St. Louis has a couple of players as we brought up in the beginning of the podcast. Everything is up in the air. The Yankees have not played in three or four days, and they'll. They did play. That's not true. They did play last night. Uh, they changed things around with the scheduling, so everything is basically flying by the seat of the pants. I guess that's why I I prefaced it with I love sports and sports is is everything to me. Sports and music without them. 
There's well, a, all right. What's the sense of living? But I, I didn't get as pumped up like opening day, man. No, opening day, July, whatever it was. It just felt kind of bastardized. But again, better than nothing. It was a wait and see for me. And after a week, I'm sold. I'm okay. okay. If we can get through this with, uh, you know, with uh, minor COVID-19 cases and we don't see what we're seeing now where it just increases, I'm okay with it. But let me ask you this. We talk about playing in front of fans. Yes. And I gave you my opinion playing as a high school baseball player and playing a little minor league ball in New Rochelle, New York. You could have went pro if the coaches didn't well, have course. it for you. No, I was five foot six and I know. Uh, a long hitter, too. Just had five tools. I had the five tools. He could throw no, and no, catch no. with the same hand. I couldn't hit home runs. I wasn't a home run hitter. I was a setup guy. You know, I was a number well, one again, hit-off guy. That's because they they, they wouldn't pitch to you. But that's that, a big conspiracy. But this is irrelevant. The, I want to bring up because I told you as a competitor, it didn't matter to me if anybody was there. I wanted to be the best guy on the field. I wanted everybody to recognize when I came to the plate that this guy can play, that he can run. When the ball was hit to me, that I was going to make the play. Now you, as a phenomenal guitarist. I mean, phenomenal. And well, anybody who has not seen you, when this thing gets all said and done, I, and you're in the Sarasota area, and we promote you every time you're out there with your band, right? you go see them, because you're well, great you. to watch. But thank you, Jay. you guys practice. When you're practicing and you're getting down with your guitar and jamming, I mean, I, I mean, there's no fans there. You're still into it. I practice like I play. Yes. Same enthusiasm. Right. I'm ripping, and, and I don't care if there's one person or 10,000. 10, so 000. let's say this. Let's say uh, they put you on a live streaming with your band out there on whether it's YouTube or you can have them on Facebook, and you don't see the fans, you don't hear the fans, but you know they're watching you. You're going to give it your best, and you're going to get down like everybody was, like you could see them. We were actually you're a professional. We were, and I would, I would absolutely. We were given that choice, that that same circumstance out there at uh, that barbecue place out on uh, Sotomayor's. But we had just split ways with the singer, and he wanted to do it, and no one had any interest in doing it. So it went up in, in flames, but I was, I was toying and teasing my friends. Sharon Hughes, the lovely Sharon Hughes that you know, and you're, she's friends with your wife. Yes. Her and her husband have a band called VP. Very, very good. Her husband, Ben, is a phenomenal yeah, musician as well. I did not know that. But I, I, I kept teasing them. I said, now wait. So I go to, to Sotomayor's, and I watch you on my phone. Or do, you'll be there, and then you're going to call me. I, I had him going for weeks on this thing. I said, "So wait a minute. So you you're going to be at your house? Do I? Where do I go? Do I go to there?" And I pick it up. I had him going. They're like, "We're going to play. You're going to be in your house watching." I said, "Do you have to order? Any? Is there a minimum drink?" <laughs> I had him going forever. So there is a lot of that going on. There's virtual concerts, virtual yeah. this and that. Yes. But, and until we find, I hear to 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 flip real quickly to to the news flash of the, this week. I hear that there is a, a vaccine that they're, they started on Monday, test trial of 50,000. Was it, it 50 it look, or 30,000? Somewhere in that ballpark okay. that it looks very good. Now, they, they said if, they, if it works, they're going to try to cut through a lot of the red tape. It could be available as soon as by the end of the year. And, and I get that, but if you had a chance Together. and I had a chance, I'm not willing... As much as I, 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 it's too in the beginning I know. because they don't know from the vaccines, 30,000 people, whether or not you'll have a reaction to it. Uh, if you have this, can you take, you know, because you see all the commercials. Yes, you take this pill, but all here's the, the side, side effects. effects. All right, so I'm not, I would not be ready for at least a year, probably two years to see the success of a vaccine before I'd be willing. And you know me, I'm, 
you know, I wear my mask at Publix. I wear my, I have my mask with me when I'm walking outside with my dogs. I have not been to a dinner, and I love these uh, restaurants because I deal with them every day in Publix. I don't go to restaurants in four and a half months. I haven't been to Burns Court, which basically nobody's going to, but it's open. I know people have been there. They say two, three people are in there. I'm still not willing, even though I work at Publix and I see three to 500 people every single day. That's thousands of people a week. And I won't go to a restaurant or a movie. I, it's like I knock on wood 40 million times a day at Publix. And I don't want to test it any more than what I'm doing at Publix, putting in, you know, 30 hours a week. I don't blame you. I've been out one time. I went to Evie's and took my daughter out for a belated birthday dinner. I remember that. And we, it was a cool night. I, I was so excited that they had replays of games on TV. But I was talking about the Bucksies. I was talking about, wow, it feels almost normal in here. It's half full. We're sitting at the bar eating chicken wings. My daughter turned 21. We had a drink. It was great. And uh, two days later, the Bucks players, not even in camp, came down. And then a coach came down. And then the whole world came down. I said, well, I guess we're not there yet, buddy. But that being said, the restaurants are open and they serve booze, I guess, if you're in there buying food. You have to have the deal is. You, bars that just serve drinks are not open. You have to have food involved. To, uh, you have to order food or they have to be selling food? You have to be selling food. Okay. Um, they're talking about opening bars next week. I don't think that's a good move. Wait. Here in Florida? Yes, sir. We got school opening up in a couple uh, at the end of well, the month. Why do you think they got open bars? You got to get these kids will drive you crazy. You ever had one? They're a pain in the friggin' ass. I, uh, there's nothing. Well, yeah, uh, th- you know, I will get uh, again working at Publix, and I can. What's that? That, might, that was the. <laughs> That's I, me that after was after a day at work. I'll tell you that. That was DeSantis, I think, exclusive audio. From this, is there a bigger idiot? Who's a bigger idiot, Trump or DeSantis? A and B? Uh, I'll always put Trump ahead of everybody else. Did you see yesterday he's banging the drum once again for, for uh, what, what's the court? Hydrochloroquine. Hydro, yeah. What does he have, stock options? I, I, <laughs> he's such I a buffoon. Know. But you know what? I Because, I again, I bring up Publix because when you meet so many people, you're meeting so much diversity. Every religious background, every color, every, it does, it's, it's wonderful for me because I love meeting people and I love to hear people, you know, there's so much tourism going on here too, so you meet so many people from different areas and different parts of the country and different parts of the world. And, and it's, it's lovely to hear their stories, but I give the most, when this all came down, I guess back in sometime in the middle of February, March, when they closed the schools down and all that. Yes. And people, they were doing, I guess, uh, kind of online stuff. I give the parents, and I you know a lot of parents do do some homeschooling, but for the people whose kids went to school and now they have to become teachers at home and homeschool, I couldn't have done it. Now, Emma could have done it, but she would have been a harder ass than any of my kids' teachers. It oh. wouldn't have worked out well because Emma is a, she loved going to school, she loved studying, she loved learning, and I'm not saying I didn't like learning, but I was more in a daydreamer type of guy in class. Me too. I didn't know what was going yeah. on. Yeah. And Emma would have been on their ass every single day. But there are some parents and people, I got to give them credit because, you know, we don't know what's going to happen. The school's supposed to start at the end of August. They push the head. Usually it starts in the middle. I don't know what they're doing. Have to kick. You'll find our snack bar chock full of good things to eat and drink. Tasty, tempting hot dogs, thirst-quenching soft drinks, fresh, crunchy popcorn. You've plenty of time, so visit the snack bar now.